it's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk. Kind of wrapping up what's been a busy weekend around these parts Sports-wise, at least uh, locally, Matt Daniels, sports editor of the uh, News Gazette, is with us. Matthew, how are you? Good, Steve. How are you? Busy day for you over the weekend as well. What weekend? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's uh, jam-packed, uh, 48, 72 hours, uh, especially on the Illinois football front with uh, Brett Bielema, now the, the new Atlanta coach in charge, and then obviously Brad Underwood's men's basketball team. Suffered a tough loss Sunday afternoon that beat writer Scott Ritchie was dialed into from uh, from opening tip and saw the Atlanta fall in the AP Top 25 rankings this week. We're going to talk about all of that. The phone line is open as well. 356-9397 is the number. If you'd like to join us and uh, give us your opinion of the new football hire, feel free to do so at that uh, phone number. Brett Bielma was introduced officially today. Actually, he was kind of introduced officially Saturday morning right after he was officially announced <laughs> but they had the uh, press conference what normally is a press conference at this time it was a Zoom press conference Josh Whitman and Brett Bielma today Bob Osmussen is with us as well on the telephone Bob let's get your thoughts on your um, your thoughts on the the hiring and how those thoughts may have uh, evolved over the last few days after that happened well, Matt's going to make fun of me. Okay, so I'm going to warn you ahead of time. I was going to preempt it by saying it's a great hire. <laughs> it is. Well, I, I'm not, let's, not, let's not use the word great because great means a lot of things. Let's say it's a very smart hire. It's a great hire. It is a good hire. I say great. Uh, <laughs> because I, the guy today, and Steve, we had this uh, long press conference today. Uh, he met with several reporters, uh, timer, you know, suite by suite today. He was very impressive. Uh, it's hard. To, it's hard not to imagine. It's hard to imagine anybody coming across better in his first day in office. So he just did the right things. He said the right things. He was smart. He was funny. He was engaging. He was really a guy that I can see out there in in, in the next September, but also in the living rooms with the parents. And I think there's not a whole lot of downside. Plus, look at his record. It's just so impressive what he did in the Big Ten. In fact, he's won three, three Big Ten titles, went to a couple of Rose Bowls. I mean, that's pretty awesome. And I know Arkansas wasn't great, but it, what I've heard from down there is it wasn't all on him, obviously. But I think he is really a good position. Illinois found, a, found the right person, I believe. So, there you go. Well, when you heard the news Saturday morning, I think uh, you were still in the uh, camp that it was uh, going to be Lance Leipold from from Buffalo, a lot of folks thought that uh, Bielma's name certainly came up uh, in conversations and rumors and anything else of people trying to speculate. But what were your initial thoughts when you heard? Did it surprise you? No, I mean it didn't surprise me completely because 
I, I think if I'm, I'm Josh Whitman, I want to hire somebody that I know has had success at this level. Well, this guy has got the most wins, the most big titles of anyone in the conference now. He's got the most. So why, would, why wouldn't you think about this guy? So it made a lot of sense. The more I think about it, yeah, I, I really thought the, the Buffalo coach made some sense. to. Be, I kind of tied that to Josh Whitman's experience with him. He saw him at the conference. You know a lot about him, but I think when think about what Illinois needs right now, they need somebody to jump in feet first. You can't. This can't take five years. This has to take a year or two. I think with Brett Bielema, they give you a chance to make it be a year or two. It's possible he's going to have the chance to have a bunch of guys back from this team. It's possible he can win. Surely they only won two games this year, right? Two or three. Two, you know two, two. two games. They'll win more. They'll, I, I promise. I'll say, I'll mark this right down right now. They'll win at least double that game and maybe more next year. Even though schedule's tough, I think he'll come in, uh, hit the ground running, and get going. And I think they'll have a chance to be pretty good in two, three years. You can't wait four or five. This won't, this won't work. They may get, if, if, if it takes three or four or five years, they may never get back. So I think. I think this guy is, gives them the best chance to make this thing turn in a hurry. Well, I, I think if you would have asked Illinois fans in 2012 uh, when Bielema was at Wisconsin, if he would have come to Illinois, I think some folks would have probably seen that as a downgrade. I think what – and, again, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here because I think it's a solid hire. Uh, until you actually get out on the field and play games, though, I don't know if you can – mark any hire as a successful one yes what he has done in the first 72 hours as Illinois football coach I think it can all be seen in a positive light what he what he didn't by not winning as many games as he did at Arkansas I think kind of tarnished his reputation uh, a little bit and I think when you look at the Illinois job yes he has been around coaches his whole career who have helped build programs whether it's Hayden Fry at Iowa Barry Alvarez at Wisconsin Bill Snyder at Kansas State Bielman never himself, though, has had to personally build a program like he's going to undertake here right. at Illinois. He had the horses at Wisconsin through what Barry Alvarez did with the Badgers. 2021 is going to be an intriguing year because, one, we don't know who all is coming back from that senior class. Two, yes, you can make the argument it would be good to get a lot of those players back. You could also probably make the counter argument that why would you want some of those players back because they didn't have so much success, especially in 2020. And I get that 2020 was a strange season all around. So I think that's going to be one concept to watch with Bielma here in Illinois is him building his own program and, and taking it and getting it to that respectable level in the Big Ten. Well, I think that that, sense, I, you're right. Go yes, ahead, Bob. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say what Matt said makes, makes a lot of sense. And Brett Bielema has a little a couple of advantages here. He can go in the transfer portal today and start getting guys. And there's going to be this, obviously, the transfer is going to become a lot easier. So he can kind of pick and choose. To me, what the best thing to do, and I think he sort of alluded to this today, is to take guys on the current team that want to come back that you know can help you. So there's three or four offensive linemen. I'm sure he'll look at it and say, those guys can help me. There's some guys in the secondary, some guys, guys at linebacker, some guys up front that can help them. So you might not take all of the seniors, but if you take a two-thirds, two-thirds of them, 
you might have yourself a head start toward, toward respectability. And that's what Illinois, before you can get to winning the Big Ten title or competing for the West, you're going to get to respectable. They've not really been, you can say 19 was respectable, and it probably was, but to really get there, it's a, it's a couple steps. So, again, the more the more you can have ready for this year, I suppose, try to bring in 50, 60 you know, guys over the next couple of years. It's going to make his job really hard. But do you, if you get the right guys from the current team back, go get the transfer prolo, get yourself a couple of key players in a certain position, you could be off to the races quicker than most people think you can. It's, it's a hard work. It's a hard thing. It's impossible. I mean, it's really going to be hard. But I think he, if he has the right job on running, he'll have a chance. Moving up on 520. Hello, Scott. How are you doing? <laughs> Haven't heard from Scott yet All this right. morning. He's the basketball beat writer who also covered the football beat. Your thoughts on uh, the news over the weekend? Well, I mean, it moved at the pace that I expected it to. I mean, I didn't think a week would pass right. without Josh did. Whitman hiring a coach. And, yeah, yeah. And, and to Josh Whitman's credit and Illinois' credit, by announcing it at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, it allowed them to generate national exposure mm-hmm. throughout the day and leading up to their game at, at Penn State on, yeah, on like Saturday afternoon. Yeah, like Brad Bielma on college game day from his car on the side of the road. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, no, it. I mean, he has obviously a – successful history in the Big Ten, and I don't know, I mean, if anything's going to work at Illinois, it might be Brett Bielma, because nothing has worked at Illinois for a couple decades now, at least on a a consistent basis, and and we talk about how his tenure at Arkansas was maybe, you know, well, it was less successful than his time in Wisconsin. Maybe the best thing that ever happened to it. It was a humbling experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, if Illinois goes to three bowl games in a row... They might build Brett Bielma a statue, right. or they might worry that he's going to leave and and go to another. Go program. back to the SEC. I mean, yeah, I, and, <laughs> he and might. I, I mean, maybe he doesn't because he. I, I have a feeling just from listening to, I listened to some of his press conferences. Like he didn't feel the love and didn't really maybe feel appreciated you know, in the SEC. Um, maybe he's just a Big Ten guy. I, I think it was a, a chance in his career. He probably saw as a, a younger coach, based on the success he had at Wisconsin, to try something new, embark on a new challenge and see what you could do going up in the best conference and arguably the best conference in college football in the Plus SEC. Plus there was a little money. Exactly. The money helped there. too. And the money is... I'll in- say the money's pretty good now. Exactly. And he's not going... He's not locking horns with Alabama and Auburn. Uh, it's Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin. Well, and, and I think when we talk about respectability with Illinois, I think what that means is I, I think it needs to... I think whoever, whether it's Bielema... Whoever succeeds him in the next 15, 20 years, whatever, I think it needs to become like we almost expect with Iowa and Wisconsin and even Northwestern to an extent where we're not all surprised when they go seven and five, eight and four, nine and three. You find them in bull contentions. Whereas last season with Illinois, yeah, they were six and six, but it was a surprise six and six. No one really saw that coming. I think it gets, if it gets to the point where people are almost, I wouldn't say unsatisfied, but kind of just maybe bored with going eight and four, then then that's, <laughs> you know, kind of the ultimate. I mean, I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I feel like Illinois fans, they go to a couple of bowl games in a row, they'll be uh, dissatisfied with six and six, Poss- or seven be. and five on a, Possibly. a yearly basis. Hey, back in the uh, the the final four year when they were, mm-hmm. well, they started out 29 and 0, right? Yes. Before they lost a the game. Mm-hmm. On the post game show, we were getting calls that 
you know what? We're we're just we're not beating people bad enough. And <laughs> had to go had to go into overtime in Iowa City to beat uh, Iowa by ten or whatever it was. We're not beating them bad enough. I don't know. This is people who were unhappy with the team that went some people some people and and i know we've talked about this before in the past and this is a broad generality but some people are just happier when they're unhappy that's what i i've kind of said this before they're not happy unless they're miserable (laughs) i know someone like that (laughs) hey it's 523 you get the first break in the phone line is open 356-9397 monday night sports talk join us coming up and we'll be back after this Moving up on 527, this is Monday Night Sports Talk. Steve Kelly with Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen. Coming up on the Coaches Show tonight at 7 o'clock here on DWS and Light Rock 97.5, Brian Barnhart will be joined the first part of the show by Brad Underwood, talk some hoops, which we're going to do here before we're done at 6 o'clock. And in the second half hour, Josh Whitman and Brett Bielma will be on the show. And Matt, happy birthday to your lovely wife today. Yes, I should have said that off the top of the show. Hopefully she's not listening. Uh, But yeah, happy birthday to my my lovely wife, Nora. She's uh, the backbone of our family and the reason why our three kids are brilliant little angels. Except when they're tired. Can can I get in trouble? What, Bob? How old is she? Can I get in trouble? How old is she? She's 25, Bob. That's perfect. She's th- she's <laughs> she's third. She turns thirty nine today. So if I sleep on the couch tonight because you asked me that question, I'm blaming you, Bob. Now is the plan. I think we could blame uh. Bob for a lot of things. <laughs> I want to get something a little straight with the mm-hmm. pronunciation yeah. of the last name of the head coach. When they we mm-hmm. and I've interviewed him a few times at the Big Ten thing. In the national media, everybody always called him Bielema, mm-hmm. which I think is fine with him. Yeah. But if you noticed in the press release sent out by Kent Brown on Saturday, they took the time to include a phonetic spelling of Bielma. Bielma. And today, uh, it was used both ways in, <laughs> in the press conference and once even by himself. <laughs> um, so I went uh, backtrack to talk to Kent a little bit about it and... Kent said, quote, Brett says <laughs> the second E is silent. So Bielma. Bielma. That's good enough for me. That's what I'm going with. All the Wisconsin people call him Bielma. It'll take some retraining, I <laughs> it think. It will. Well, I don't know if this will be as difficult as Bishanishvili or Boigbedin or anything like that in the past. Or Odenigbo. I think it'll be, uh, I don't know if it'll be as difficult for me as... The State Farm Center and the Assembly Hall. True. Very, very <laughs> true. I still let that one slip every now and then after being around so long. Okay, Bob, we got that off our chest, so call him whatever you want. I don't think he'll mind either way because he's been been called that, if not worse, <laughs> as most coaches have during their time. Here's your assignment, Bob. Uh, did you give him any, uh, any heads up on uh, or advice on who to bring in as part of his coaching staff? Well, given how much money he's got to spend, I would think it would be me would be a good plan. Like for f- five million, you're going to take it all. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take one. You know, I'll take ten percent. That'd be fantastic, or maybe even, you know, five percent would be. I mean, three percent would be good. You know, I think the, the pool of money 
and I, that money is five million dollars is what he's going to have to spend for ten coaches. So I'm not very good at math. Five hundred thousand. That's half a million per coach. Yeah. Now it's not going to work out like that because obviously your coordinators, probably all three special teams, offense, defense, will make a lot more. So obviously you have some coaches that make you know oh gosh they're going to have to get by on three hundred thousand a year. So again, and that money spends really good in Champagne. Uh, Arkansas probably spends pretty good there too, but that's a lot of, a lot of money. So I credit. I, I would say. Give Josh Whitman credit because not only did he go out and spend more money on his coach than he spent last time, but he also has given the guy more money to work with on his staff. So if you're Brett Bielma, how are you said, <laughs> I'm just call, going to call him coach. That's always my plan is always call the person, whatever their last name is, coach. It's not a bad because plan. Yeah, you know, they always like it and they respond to it. And, and my, I have a bad last name too, so I can't really say anything. But anyway. I think this guy's going to have a great chance to hire. Money isn't everything, but it's pretty important when you go to, go to somebody and say, I'm going to make you feel re- really good about coming to Champaign-Urbana, which is a nice town in the first place. And you, we're going to have a chance to win some games. But more importantly, you're going, to, you're going to feel good about what you're making, and you're going to be able to take care of your family and have nice places to live and all that stuff. So I think it's really helpful. So he should do a good job. I think, you know, again, hit, hit the road running – and get yourself a good staff. He's got people to trust, but also he said something really interesting today. She said, I'm not going to hire all my friends. And so I thought, that's, that's actually pretty smart. He's going to hire the best people. If they happen to be his friends, then that's fine. But more likely, I think he's going to go out and find who's my best offensive coordinator option and find that guy, bring him in, and and, and get rolling. So I think... He has a good attitude, I think, about putting together a staff. I really like what he said. You haven't mentioned any names. You got some favorites? You want me to mention some names? Because I literally, literally let's get a dartboard and throw it. And, you know, <laughs> I say the, I mean, really, what I would be doing, honestly, is look at the schools that are really good in football right now offensively and then start thinking about that. Um, you know, who's, who's good in offense? Well, I realize Buffalo is the best team offensively in the country. They got beat. So probably not anybody from there. I think he's going to look for somebody more style-wise toward what he wants. That means uh, rough, I mean, not rough, tough football, uh, running running game, uh, smart passing game. So think about those people who are running good offenses now that no, don't necessarily have to fit the style particularly, but he's want, he wants some certain traits. And obviously the other thing is he's going to want people that fit with him personality-wise. So maybe not everybody's going to run with him. But I think he'll he'll go out, he'll find the best people. And frankly, I don't know what kind of hurry it is. I mean, he's got signing date in early February. That's important, obviously. But that's going to be tough to do with COVID and all the restrictions and things like that. So I think the most important thing to me right now is get the best people. Get the best people. It takes a little extra time. That's fine. Well, and and you added the fact that they already signed 14 players last week in, in the early signing period. Right. And, uh, you know, I know he spoke with Mark Grounds, the, the Jacksonville uh, high school football coach on Saturday. He's also the president of the Illinois High School Football Coaches Association. And that seemed to get that kind of relationship off to a, a decent start after Grounds said that he had never talked to Lovey Smith in, in five years at all, <laughs> which is just kind of astounding to, to think about. So maybe in the, in the signing period in early February, maybe maybe he really tries, does try to hone in 
uh, on in-state kids and uh, obviously right. they can't come visit and they can't go out and see recruits because of the dead period at all but he's got name recognition and he can point to his success at Wisconsin and stylistically I think it's going to be very intriguing too to see what he does because when you think of Wisconsin you think of you know two running backs stout offensive line use the tight ends throw the ball when necessary I don't know if Illinois is the current roster as it makes up right now necessarily has that because Lovey Smith recruited different players to fit what he hoped would be kind of a spread-based offense and Bielema, I think, is going to evolve, you know, his offensive thinkings, and he has said so, said as much in the, in the last couple of days. But who, what those players are, is is going to define kind of the early part of of his tenure here at Illinois. You um, you had Colin Likas, mm-hmm. who's on the football beat now. Do uh, and and the high school beat still, and any other beat, just like yeah. everyone, pretty <laughs> like, much is wearing all kinds the, of hats. But he talked to several. Uh, mm-hmm. High school coaches in the state, and the, the response seems to be pretty good. Yeah, the, the response seemed very receptive on, on Saturday, I think, by reaching out so soon to uh, the Illinois High School Football Coaches Association president and getting that message out there that they wanted to really kind of lock down the state. And I know uh, Bielma joked today that they're going to have the Illinois Highway Department close all the roads so people can't get out of the state. As far as recruiting, so that's another humdinger from from the presser today. But <laughs> uh, it, it's an it's a no, it's a known name, and he has recruited Illinois. And as he said on Saturday Sports Talk with you and Lauren Steve, that you know he remembers being stuck in Rantoul in a shed during a rainstorm with Sean Payton. So he, he's familiar with all the points in between, and I think that's really going to resonate with a lot of high school coaches, it, not only in this area. Because there are some, you know, Bryce Barnes from Gibson City, uh, Dylan Thomas from Monticello, Julian Pearl, Caleb Griffin from Danville. There's there's players within, you know, even 30-mile radius of Champaign that are, that are playing right now for the Illini. And I think that's really going to help kind of build the brand and, and get his message out there to high school coaches. I think that's that's a huge part of, of what his – one of the many responsibilities he has now. Well, he knows Illinois. the state of Illinois. Exactly. Can, you, can you imagine when, even – to some degree at Wisconsin, but more so going to Arkansas, mm-hmm. going to a state and trying to, to hook up with their uh, high school coaches, and you're wondering where the heck is whatever town. Yeah. You doesn't have to look at a map to figure out where he's going in the state of Illinois. No, exactly, and, and that's that's a huge uh, huge advantage you'd have to think for him and, and who he fills out on his staff, too, uh, with recruiting. And, and he seems to understand the, the whole recruiting component. I mean, it's been a huge part of his life since he's he's been a college coach for much of, the li- much of his life. I know he spent the past three seasons in the NFL, but his background is, is deeply invested in, in the college game and recruiting. And it's not he's not going to have the same questions that Levy Smith had when he started as far as going out and, and how do you recruit after being away from the college game for so long and it has evolved so much. Bielma doesn't have to, to answer those questions. I couldn't come up with a town other than Fayetteville and Little Rock when I was talking about <laughs> Arkansas. Texarkana. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I've, I've got I've got a name for it. Here's, I'm gonna, I don't want to disappoint Steve, so I'll give you one name that I've heard. Charlie, Charlie Partridge mm-hmm. is a former former Florida former Atlantic coach. coach Florida Atlantic, mm-hmm. correct. And he apparently has some some connections. I might have been a coach with Coach Bielma earlier. Bielma earlier. So that's one. I'll throw a name out there because I want to not completely uh, mess with mess with Steve today. So. Charlie Partridge, look for him. Bob, you never disappoint me, but I appreciate you keeping 
Thanks, Dave. Keep, keeping uh, trying to, to do that. But before we get off of football, let's talk about the college football playoff final top 25, but more specifically the uh, the top four. Are you okay with the way it worked out, Bob? I am. Um, I had. I got in a lot of trouble for this. I put Ohio State number two in my final AP top twenty-five ballot, and I got called out by some crazy man. But uh, they didn't like that. The Dabo. Yeah, Well, again, I'm so glad they're going to play because really, that's going to be the crit- critical thing. But the Ohio State team I've seen this year, the Clemson team I've seen this year. I couldn't tell you for sure which team is going to win, but I think Ohio State has a chance. They, they may not win the game. They were missing so many guys on Saturday, and they still beat Northwestern, which I know is a good team. So I, I, I think, Steve, I think that got it right. I feel bad for A&M, but I think Notre Dame had to be in. They beat Clemson, and they, they have the best win amongst the, those four teams. So they're really good. And obviously Alabama, to me, they're, I think they're, what, 17-point favorites against Notre Dame. I mean that number is probably not high enough. They're they're really one of the best teams that I've ever seen. And I will tell you, I can't tell you who I voted for, but I will tell you there might be some Alabama representation on my Heisman votes. I mean, I can't say who, but I can tell you there might be some players, a player or two or three on from Alabama on my on my list. That's what we call a tease in the business. <laughs> Well, well done, Bob. Although, I mean, there's not a ton of Alabama players it could be, so you know, <laughs> narrowed it down a little bit. Yeah. I could, I could name all three <laughs> if you'd Scott, like me to. You mentioned Dabo Sweeney. He put, up, he put out some uh, billboard material today, didn't he? He, had, he voted Ohio State 11th. His SID voted Ohio well, State 11th. That. <laughs> but, but that had to probably cross his desk. I, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, so there the was. He was yeah. There's also some some Big Ten, and I say coaches, uh, SIDs that vote in the coaches poll. That um, it was mostly Indiana people tweeting about it, but some Big Ten coaches that had the Hoosiers eleventh, and uh, yeah, coaches poll is an interesting one. I don't know, and and the fact that Indiana, I think there's not a lot of love lost from the Hoosier faithful for the college football playoff committee and the bowl committee and whoever because. Had a really good season, and then they just yep. get kind of shuttled off to the side. Well, and people, I, people took umbrage with your AP poll today, Scott, too, which we can dive into. That's we're going to do that, fact, <laughs> actually. We're going to do that cool. coming up. But in the uh, college football poll, Ohio State was third, Indiana 11th, Northwestern 14th, and Iowa 15th. But you know who got the biggest hose job of all this? Army. Yes. They go uh, nine and yeah. two, and they don't have a bowl game. Yeah. Although they might, they might possibly now because I mean, somebody pulled out. Ten- Tennessee had to pull out of the Liberty Bowl because their Sterling three and seven record. Yeah, well, but their coach Jeremy Pruitt uh, and some of his staff and also multiple players all tested positive for, for right. COVID. So they just went out in Knoxville and had a good old time because they were going to the Liberty Bowl. I guess three and seven, but the 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 door has been cracked open to maybe get Army in a bowl yeah, game, but and they said. Shouldn't have taken that. No. Well, no. They went nine and two. There's this is this is reason seven hundred and thirty two why college football needs some sort of reform measures in place. I don't know. The FCS has put together a pretty successful twenty four team playoff and Division two and Division three and the NAIA. It's weird. It's really weird. Maybe maybe do that. It doesn't have to be twenty four teams. Sixteen. It's all. It's all masking. Stevie, Stevie, right about Army. I tell you one, the problem for Army, 
nobody wants to play them because they're such an annoying team. Plus, I've been told by people that they beat the heck out of the teams they play. Like, like these are tough, the toughest guys ever, right? I would hope so. <laughs> they're at Army. Right, right. So, so after, you, after you play a game from them, it's like you bruise for like a month. So well, that's like, your last game. <laughs> you got an entire offseason well, to heal up. Well, yeah, and, and no one wants to play Army this year because they're nine and two. Plus, I'm not giving right. the I'm not giving the other team a vote on who you're going to play in the bowl game. No. We're going to put two teams in there. Right. You're going to play. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. It is uh, 5:43. We're going to take a break here on Monday Night Sports Talk. We'll keep the phone line open three five six nine three nine seven. Talk some uh, Big Ten basketball. We'll take a look at the uh, latest basketball poll. And uh, if you want to join us, feel free to do so after this. Welcome back to the show, everybody. And, uh, home stretch, so to speak, here on Monday Night Sports Talk. Steve Kelly, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Scott Ritchie, with you until 6. The Illini Coaches Show comes up at 7 o'clock. Brian Barnhart with Brad Underwood, who uh, is getting set to turn around and go out of town again. I saw him walking this morning on, on Windsor. He wasn't yelling, was at, he heading he towards, wasn't uh, yelling at the clouds or <laughs> Was he heading angrily. towards Happy Valley? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Walk all the way up there, <laughs> see, how, see what's going on. But uh, they'll, he'll be on the first part of the show tonight, and then Josh Whitman and Brett Bielma will be on the second half of the coach's show, which runs from 7 to 8 o'clock on the Fighting Illini, Busey Bank Fighting Illini Sports Network across the state of Illinois. Let's talk about the new AP poll. If you missed it, Illinois dropped... So number 18, you had him at what, 20, Scott? I did. I okay. him at 20. That's uh, fine. I thought it was fine. Uh, the <laughs> did you have some response <laughs> to that? The, the response was maybe not quite as kind um, and a little misguided as well. You know, there's one there's, you know, one Twitter follower lamenting you know, the fact that, quote, unquote, a lion eye guy, me, I guess, you know, had the, the team ranked lower than the national media. Um, one, I'm not an Illini guy necessarily. Well, the DIA doesn't sign your paycheck. No. They have uh, people over there that are there to promote the team. That's that's not our job. But, I mean, and there's no it, other three who lost team in the top 25. I think the only thing you need to say about where Illinois is ranked in the AP top 25 poll is they're 5-3. and three. Right. That's yeah. it. I mean, it's three, three losses to good teams. Again, I completely understand. Three losses to good teams, but they're five and three. They're, they have three losses. And, and they're still in the top 25. Yeah. So just be happy. Again, not happy unless they're miserable. still in the top 20. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the last two losses, though, Elmo got outworked by Missouri. Yes, And then did. in the second half got outworked by Rutgers. And that's more of my concern is not that they lost. I mean, no how loss is a good lost. loss, but it's how they lost. For a team that bills itself as a tough, rebounding, gritty team. Everyday guys. And they looked like that from the get-go, but uh, the game's 40 minutes long. Yeah, and that's been, that's not just a this year I know. problem either. Yeah, they, they just, I mean, you have a chance to, and Rutgers, if it were in normal times, losing that game in a sold-out Rutgers Athletic Center, the Trapezoid of Doom, sure, but there's no one there. Even at Missouri, too, yes, they had to travel to Columbia, but it's not a true home court advantage. And then you think, too, yeah, they won at Duke. Duke is arguably not as talented a Duke team as they've had in the past. I think that's a given, but they still well, have. I'd say they're still talented. They're just. They're young. 
an all freshman team essentially because uh, and, the, and, the, and these freshmen aren't Zion Williamson. Yeah, and they didn't have the same preseason. If you look at Kentucky, another all freshman team, they it's over. And there was no one at Cameron Indoor. If Cameron Indoor is full to the right. brim, maybe Illinois doesn't leave with a win there. Who knows? It's uh. I still think Illinois has top 20 talent. They're just not necessarily playing like a top 20 team. they right got to figure out how to play without fouling so much. Last three games, and this is, I mean, this has really upped my blood pressure the, today and yesterday. The, the Twitter reaction of all the, the refs are jobbing Illinois. And yeah. I was like, stop it. <laughs> That's those same guys that aren't happy unless they're miserable. But and those the, are the same people that think Illinois should have the 2005 national title game. Yeah. The last <laughs> the three games, right. Illinois has committed. If I get this num- the numbers right, 25, 27, and 26 fouls. Like, sure, maybe some of those are bad calls, but they're also just fouling a lot. I mean, look at you know, Andre Carbello had two fouls on, not I don't think it was consecutive possessions, but it was close, where he just grabbed Paul McKay's arm and pulled him away from the basket as they tried to rebound. Like, That's a foul. I mean, sure, I mean, I guess you'll try and get away with it, but it's 100% a foul, and he was whistled correctly for them. I mean, more, it was more that than, oh, the officials didn't call a fair game, which is, I won't say what it is because FCC and all and those that. Those kind of fouls kind of set him up. Malarkey. Kind of it, set him malarkey. up for the uh, the one that ended up getting him out of the game because that was a, a bump foul 75 feet from the basket. Yeah, and there's a lot of, there, and even the win against Minnesota, um, the loss against Minnesota, there's a lot of those fouls where Illinois is committing fouls in spots where it's just like, what are you doing? A and lot Brett, of a lot of reaching, and Brad Underwood, Brad Underwood's even saying, we're fouling it. Fouling yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not it's like an epic it's, problem. It's not like oh, the beat writers picking on Illinois for fouling too much. Their coach is pointing that out in the post game press conference that they're fouling too and much. In a near empty State Farm Center, we heard his disdain on <laughs> fouling <laughs> even during the during the Minnesota game when yeah. he stomped his foot and had some things to say as a, as a coach would do. But with that said, and I hate, I, I don't like to talk about officiating. With that said, Illinois is fouling a lot, but Kofi's getting hammered. Yeah. And it's, I think it's not evening out much. No, and you know, Brad Underwood has said that publicly a couple of times, is he is not happy with the way Kofi's being officiated, and it's understandable. But that doesn't change the fact on the other end right. of their fouls. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know, sizest? <laughs> Where, like, just because you're seven foot, two hundred eighty five pounds, and people bounce off of you, right. doesn't mean that okay, well, it can't be a foul because you know they tried to clobber you, but they didn't succeed. Right. And, and all that negates what was a solid offensive game on on Sunday for Illinois. I mean, I'll assume put up his normal numbers, what we've come to expect. Trent Score eighty eight on the road. Exactly. Yeah. You you think you'd like to win more than, than yeah. lose. Yeah, and Brett Unwood also pointed out that giving up ninety one points was an issue. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Just in case that wasn't clear, uh, it wasn't just the officials. Illinois gave up ninety one points. Five fifty four need to take one final break on Monday night sports talk. We'll do that and be back after this. Stay with us. Oh, here it's Christmas this week. Is that right? It, it is. It snuck up on us. Doesn't feel quite right. Not at all. <laughs> Weird. But uh, we'll be back here next Monday night. And uh, Lauren and I, by the way, will be here the day after Christmas on like it. Saturday the 26th to uh, 
Talk Sports. Bob, uh, what are some of the things you're working on uh, for Mr. Matt Daniels? Well, tomorrow will be a column about, of course, Brett Bielema. Bielema, however you say it. You're fine, Bob. Uh, a column about him, kind of how the staff is going to be put together. And i got a couple more things for later in the week. And Mr. Ritchie, another basketball game uh, this week, an early start. We like those. 5.30. Yeah. And then one on Saturday here in Champaign. Yeah. Yeah, so two games this week. So, yeah, more, you know, Illinois basketball coverage with Penn State on Wednesday and then Indiana the day after Christmas. I haven't been following Penn State that much yet, but I know that that's Top. not always a fun trip to go on or a fun game to play, but again, with no fans, who knows? True. Top yeah. 15 win against Virginia Tech already yeah. this year, too, and played Michigan close. Yeah, and beat Virginia Tech by 20. And, but that is a game you know, Illinois won on the road last season. Another one of those, I would assume, game-winner type games. Um, but yeah, Penn State's a little frisky, and it's strange. Cause, I mean, their coach resigned a month before the season started, right. and they you know, have done okay you know, with all of that sort of you know, additional adversity. All right, fellas. Appreciate it, Matthew. Thank you, Steve. Merry Christmas, everyone out there, especially all the loyal listeners and people that usually show up at the Esquire. And happy birthday, Nora. Happy birthday to my wife, yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. Appreciate you listening (laughs) on WDWS Champaign-Urbana for Matt Daniels.